It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. A familiar pattern for the shorthanded heat on Monday night, blowing a big lead late in the game and fighting and clawing until the last second to hold on to a slim heat victory over a feisty Hornets team. We break down what went wrong late in the game and who stepped up the most before answering your questions about Miami's win on today's episode of Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg. Joining me as always, David Ramil. However you're tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app, thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Well, the Heat escaped Charlotte with a win. The Hornets come back from 14 points down. They got to within a point in the final minute, but the Heat win the game, improve to 13-10. and 10. They get their eighth win on the road for the season. It felt like the Heat had control most of the way behind 23 points from Jimmy Butler, 24 points from Duncan Robinson. They were up by uh, as many as 14 near the end of the third quarter. But the Hornets started making a bunch of threes. Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, Brandon Miller, they got going late uh, and cut it to one midway through the fourth. Jimmy Butler checked back in uh, but wasn't as good late in the fourth quarter as he was to start the game. He turned the ball over twice. Uh, in a row in the final minute. Still, he smartly fouled Terry Rozier with the Heat up three in the final seconds, putting Rozier on the line for two free throws. Uh, Rozier ended up splitting those free throws. Butler goes on the other end, gets fouled, splits his free throws to the end. Terry Rozier misses a three at the buzzer. The Heat leave Charlotte with a win. Uh, David, despite sort of how uncomfortable it was at the end, do you still see this as a good win for Miami? I wouldn't go so far as to say it was a, a good win, but a necessary one for Miami. Obviously, they're going to be facing the same Hornets team a couple of days later on Wednesday night in Miami. And without Tyler, without Bam Adebayo, without Haywood Highsmith. So just keep in mind, again, that you're missing three starters and players in Miami's rotation. They, you know, followed a all too familiar pattern for me of seeing, you know, what this team it lacks in terms of their fourth quarter intensity. They let these big leads slip away. Their defense just falls apart. And they missed Jimmy Butler for a big stretch of that fourth quarter. And that was a big part of, of Charlotte's comeback was they kept putting up points, getting some big threes. Terry Rozier had a big night. Uh, P.J. Washington, Brandon Miller, the rookie, stepping up and hitting some big shots down the stretch as well, all without Jimmy in the game. And then, of course, he comes in perhaps a little too late, but he shouldn't have to play this much when right. you have a 12-point late to start the fourth quarter. So I don't know. I can't take away too much 
negative from the game because you do pull away with a victory. And the Hornets team, for all their lack of talent, missing LaMelo Ball tonight. He was out of the lineup. I'm missing their starting center as well. Uh, Mark Williams, you know, they, they're feisty. They're a, a competitive group, even if they're not particularly great. And I think their record reflects that. And they challenged Miami in, in a lot of ways down to stretch. But, you know, Miami comes away with a win. At this point of the season, given Miami's injury issues and everything else like that, I don't think you can complain. You can't look a gift horse in the mouth. You take the win. You hope for the better over the next four games that they're playing at home in Miami, including that one in Charlotte, two to Chicago, et cetera. It should be a tough, you know, series for Miami to be able to come away. Hopefully they can string some wins together against teams that are struggling right now. You were nice to the Charlotte Hornets. They stink. That team stinks, and they stink even more when LaMelo Ball isn't in there, and they stink even more when Mark Williams isn't in there. And there was no reason for this game to be that close, and I know it was in Charlotte and all these things. But I, the fourth quarter concerns are becoming such an issue, and I, and I, I have an idea of what's behind it, and I want to talk about that a little bit later on because you do want to kind of start with the positives here because – you are right when you say a win is a, a win, essentially. And that's that's really what it is. And um, I like the way you framed it. It wasn't a good win, but it was a necessary one. And it was almost a really bad loss. It was almost a disaster of a loss yeah. here if they had dropped that one. But I texted but, you late in the fourth quarter. Like, I, I thought we were preparing ourselves for a new low point of the season. Because after giving up a lead like that and then having to lose against this Charlotte team in Charlotte, that would have been disastrous. And it's getting to a point now where you can get – good stretches from Caleb Martin. You can get good stretches from Jaime Jaquez. You can get good stretches from Kevin Love and all these things. Right. And all of them are deserving of credit cookies that we're going to be handing out later also. But this this is where you miss Bam Adebayo, not in the game, uh, and, and Tyler Hero, quite frankly. Like, we have seen yep. now over the last few games how badly this team really needs Tyler Hero. And as good as Duncan Robinson and all these guys have been, you just need your best players. You just need them, and, and they're your best players because they're the guys who step up in the fourth quarter. They're the guys that can anchor your your lineup when your star is out. With Jimmy Butler being the lone star in this game, I don't know. Like it, It's just so hard for the Heat. He was a plus 13 in this game. Yes, he was. And and the Heat won this game by two points? Like it's yeah. That shouldn't be the case when your star is playing that well. And he had an okay game, and like I mentioned earlier, he kind of struggled at the end, had some weird turnovers and things like oh, yes, that. But yeah. overall, he played well. I don't know. I just I, I hate to just say, oh, this team is injured, and therefore it was close against another injured team that stinks on the at home. But you know, sometimes these injuries just pile up and they matter. And and I, I'm still I'm really starting to feel like every win that the Heat get with their best guys out, you just can't complain about it. A win is a win. All right. I, you know, I think it kind of just speaks overall to how this team is composed, right, Jimmy? We really don't see those monstrous games for him. And we talked about it with Bam's injury that Jimmy is the player that needs to step up the most. But he just wasn't aggressive looking for his shot early on, had a number of assists to start the game, was looking a little off in terms of his own shot selection, wasn't able to knock down a couple of, of routine shots at the basket that he normally would make. And, you know, he's looking to get everybody else going. And that led to a big night from Caleb Martin, a big night from Duncan Robinson, who started off well and, and continued that trend late in the game as well. And everybody else, Orlando Robinson, you know, Kyle Robinson, uh, Kyle, Kyle Lowry and Josh Richardson both struggled. Uh, I, you know, they, they bad games really, them. Just bad, bad games, games both on both them. ends, I thought. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, what are you going to do without Bam, who, who can contribute 20 points, and Tyler, who's good for 24, 25 points? You know, the, you're going to get those contributions elsewhere scattered amongst a, a number of different players. 
but you need them to be able to step up in those moments when Jimmy isn't nearly as aggressive. I actually we- thought Jimmy was aggressive in this game. I'm surprised to hear you say that, uh, especially early. Like he had six points, I think, and six assists in that first quarter or something like that, or in the first half or something like that. But, but it's not uh, like a superstar taking over of a game, right? Like he's not. No, putting but his he was. Right I thought away. you. I think early in the game, you do. You got to look for your shots. I thought he was getting to the paint and then either kicking out or scoring. You know, he was pretty good in the paint tonight. And then um, he did miss like one or two uh, in the paint. But by like at the basket, he was making his shots. And then um, when you don't have Bam or Tyler in there, you do have to figure out ways to get your teammates going a little bit and kind of spoon feed them. And I thought that he did a good job of that. I was just more concerned. Like that was the uncharacteristic part to me for Jimmy was at the end of the game when he had those mm. two straight turnovers. He he traveled and then he got yes. and then he just lost his dribble both both coming against Gordon Hayward defensively and I, I don't a free throw too miss, missed a free throw late. Yeah, I just I didn't think it was a great finish by him, but um, mm. I don't know. I also understand your point too, though. It's like all right, twenty three points, eight assists, four rebounds. That's nice. It's fine, but like, where's the forty point eruption from Jimmy Butler? Like. You see this all the time now in the NBA. Like Joel Embiid goes off for 38 and nobody even blinks. It doesn't matter because he does it all the time. And I know it's not really Jimmy Butler's game to do that, but maybe it should be because we know he's <laughs> capable of it, right? We know we've yeah, seen certainly. it in the at the highest stages with the biggest stakes on the line. And it's just like you can't just give us one of those. You can't give us one of those, especially with Bam and Tyler out. Maybe, maybe against Charlotte, it just isn't exciting enough for him. I don't know what it is, but. It would be nice if you can get one of them. Yeah. I, I, it's a win. It's a win. I, yeah, fair enough. You know, I, I don't know how much more you can t- take away from that. Uh, there's there's little things you can break down. Like, I mean, there were some mental miscues, certainly, like you said, late in the game. Not just from Jimmy, from everybody else, too. Like, uh, that fourth quarter was really ugly to watch, especially after having that 12-point lead. And you're thinking maybe you can continue to build on that. Because Charlotte looked dead up to that point. They just yeah. had no answer offensively. They weren't getting that. I mean, they were getting the uh, the occasional rare big hit from t- Terry Rozier. Well, they started, that- they started seven for 22 on threes, and then they ended up making eight of their next 16, which is what brought them yeah, back in that game. And sometimes that's kind of what this – And it was funny because wa- watching the game on TV, Eric Reed basically says the heater up 12, and he's like, no lead is safe in today's <laughs> NBA with the way that sure they're shooting is. And I was like, well, you got to say that, Eric Reed. I get it. You're hedging. And then what happened? The Charlotte Hornets just started making a bunch of threes, and the lead was gone. And you're like, wow, Eric Reed just called that. I have no idea how he did that. But congrats <laughs> to him, I guess. Um, he did win, which means we have to hand out some credit cookies. We're going to do that next here. Unlocked on heat. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. It makes buying tickets so easy. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets for a next event. And Game Time is the fast and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, theater events near you. They've got last minute deals, all in prices. You can view exactly where your seat's going to be wherever you buy tickets for whatever venue they've got you covered with a view of exactly where you're going to be sitting so you know there's no obstruction. And they've got their best price guarantee. It takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. It's so easy. Just a few taps on the app and you get exactly what you're looking for. And again, you can see exactly where you're going to be sitting so you know that you're getting the best value and you're getting great seats along with it. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. Even an hour after it starts in some cases, if you're running late, you can still get tickets. You'll never have to worry with game time. Take all the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code LOCKDOWNNBA, and you get 20 bucks off your first purchase. That's $20 off, but only if you use the code LOCKEDONNBA. That's L-O-C-K-E-D 
O-N-B-A, $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube and your favorite podcast app. If you're watching, please like our videos on YouTube and hit that subscribe button. If you're not subscribed already, we would appreciate it. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Well, David, it's a heat win, which means it's time to... Have the tastiest segment in Locked On Heat. It's time for some credit cookies. I mean, they're a little stale. I, you know, I got to be honest with you. These cookies have been left out for a couple hours. Uh, they may have already been pushing that expiration date a little bit. I, I I really debated saying, you know what? We've we've gone in the past after a tough loss and said, let's not give out blame pie. I really did not feel like giving out credit cookies today. Wow. If we have to, because it is a win, as stale and nasty as these cookies are, I don't know. Like maybe they're saltines, maybe not even cookies. Like you know, just really bad crackers. Um, let's start off with Duncan Robinson, right? I, I mean, we talked yes. about Jimmy; he's going to get his cookies. But Duncan Robinson, with a monster performance after struggling against the Cleveland Cavaliers on Saturday, had a really nice bounce back. And at one point, it seemed like if Miami's offense was going anywhere, it was going to be going through Duncan. You know, eight of fourteen from the field, twenty-four points overall, seven rebounds. I really noted. In the first half, how active he was as a rebounder, and I did not realize he finished with seven total boards. Also four assists, so a nice healthy dose of that playmaking that he's shown of late. Two steals. I mean, these are superstar stat lines, right? Like I know we're I know people might think that we're crazy saying it, but I mean a 24-7 and four, that's a really nice, robust stat line for a quote unquote role player who couldn't even get on the floor last season. And he's just had a monster performance against the Charlotte Hornets. Just felt like every time the Heat needed a bucket, Duncan Robinson was the one that gave it to him. The uh, yep. you know the 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 Hornets cut the lead to, uh, I think it was like five points. Uh, yeah. yeah, five points with seven minutes to go. Duncan Robinson hits a three to put the Heat back up um, by eight. You know, there's another time where they where they had cut the lead to one, and Duncan yep. Robinson made a layup with uh, five minutes and forty five seconds left to give the Heat uh, a three point lead. He hit some key free throws down the stretch. Gordon Hayward fouling him on, or barely fouling him. They couldn't challenge it because they had already used their challenge. But Gordon Hayward fouling him on a three-point attempt, and he nails all three of those. So really good game for him. Found Jimmy Butler on a drive uh, yes. in the in the final three minutes with an assist. I mean, he was just every time that he needed a bucket or a play, he was there. How many cookies do we give him? I think three is fair. I think yeah, it was a really good showing. I, I, we've got five got five players that I think really stood out tonight. One, two, three, um, and three four. for him. Interesting. Really? I got four. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I think I know which one I'm going to disagree with you on. Uh, but okay. let's do Jimmy Butler really quick. We already talked about him, but how many cookies for him? I think two because, again, it was an okay, a really, really okay showing for Jimmy Butler. Not great. Feels like it should have been better. I'm with you on that. But he was so important to what it is that the Heat did. So I have a monster three. third quarter. 
yeah, monster 13 points quarter, in the third quarter. 13 points. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I had three points. I, I had three cookies for him, which means that I, I know exactly where you're going at the end here. Uh, and I think okay. I'm gonna convince you to give to give Jimmy that third cookie. Um right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and guess your next ones. All right, go for it. Kevin Love, obviously. Yes. A All big right. game for him. We agree uh, on that. Okay. Go ahead. Are you gonna, are you going to tell me who else, or are you going to wait? No, no. We'll start with Kevin Love. Give me the Kevin Love. Oh, case. Kevin Love. No, yeah, Kevin Love. He's got two cookies, I think. Uh, you know, really good rebounding. He kept switching into the game for a big play. Like even down the stretch, he was part of the uh, closing lineups, especially when they were shooting free throws because his rebounding is so great. And he hit big shots down the stretch. Four Thanks. of eight from three point range. Really yep. nice game. Seven of eleven overall. Five rebounds and assists. A steal. I mean, that's a really solid game. You can't get these kind of performances out of Caleb regularly, but when they do happen, it just makes such huge impact. So I think he was really phenomenal tonight. 19 total points. I'm giving him two cookies. Felt like every time he shot the three, it was going in. I mean, like you said, he was four for eight, so it was half the time, but that's really good. Uh, had one play there where Duncan Robinson kind of, I think it was Duncan, flings up a pass to him uh, yeah. in the paint, like old, like where like Minnesota <laughs> Timberwolves Kevin Love used to get the yeah. ball. And he and it was it went over Kevin Love's head. He with his right hand kind of taps it down back to him, catches the ball, and then kind of spins baseline and right. hits Scoops like this it. fading away, yeah, a uh, uh, kind of post up spin shot. And I was like, wow, okay, Minnesota Kevin Love, let's go. Uh, he was just feeling it. It was that kind of night for him. He was a, a second behind Jimmy Butler in plus minus in this one, uh, plus eight. Jimmy Butler was a plus 13. I thought defensively he held up really well, and he outplayed yeah. all of Charlotte's centers. He was the key center down the stretch, even over Orlando Robinson, who I thought was up and down, but overall fine. Uh, but he, Kevin Love was the best center on the court tonight uh, for either yeah. team. And so um, I had three cookies for him. Oh, I had, well, I had three for him. I had three for Duncan. I had three for Jimmy. Your next one's going to be Jaime. Yes, he gets a cookie. He gets a cookie. I have one cookie for him. Um, his stat line, 18 points on five for eight shooting two for three from three point range, six of six from the free throw line did have an assist, no rebounds. Uh, unfortunately two turnovers and then fouled out. He fouled out in this one. And I thought the fourth quarter particularly was a little rough for him, but he had big stretches, especially in that second quarter where it was like Jimmy and Jaime, Jimmy and Jaime, Jimmy and Jaime, just connecting over and over and over again, which is eventually what helped Miami build up that big lead. So I think it's worth a cookie. But it, I and the stat line looks really good until you get to the fouls and the turnovers. But yes. I, I thought we've seen better from Jaime, which is saying a lot for a rookie. I, I think he was guarded up against Gordon uh, Hayward, and I think Hayward kind of recognized, oh, the rookie. You know, as as slow as Hayward at this point in his career is, I think he's still savvy enough. He's never like, an explosive elite athlete. Yes, absolutely. I think that's the word. Or, you know, veteran savvy, all whatever the cliche is, he kind of yeah. figured it out, and he was able sneaky, to use sneaky yeah, athletic. His, his, his physicality and what limited moves he has now to kind of draw fouls in Jaime. Uh, at one point, he kind of like just drove past the initial defender. I want to say it was Orlando Robinson, and then Jaime, you know, very strangely, and you know, not not that kind of typical high IQ play that we've seen from. Just stuck his leg out, and Hayward yep. just tripped all over it and drew his final foul there. So, um, yeah, I want cookie for him, but I've also got two for Caleb Martin. I know you do. I think he. Okay. And I have zero, and I don't think he deserves any cookies. But go ahead, give me the All right. Caleb. What's case. Your, I, I mean, nine points in the second quarter when Miami was able to build that lead in the first place. You know, he was really good early on. Had some nice shots on his stretch, a couple fadeaways, some nice, real, real good touch around the basket. It looked very similar to the kind of games that we've seen from him last season. Yeah. Seven of fourteen yeah. from the floor, five of seven at the line, nine rebounds, five assists. 
if you're not giving them a cookie, you're not watching today's game. Like, I mean, I, I was watching five other games at the same time, and I was still able to say that Caleb was – Maybe that was your problem. Player. Maybe you were missing Maybe. all the defensive possessions for Caleb Martin because as good as he was offensively, he, he, he was fair. worse defensively. He This was – Maybe the worst defensive game I've seen from Caleb Martin since he became a regular part of the rotation in Miami. Uh, you mentioned all those stats, and they're great. 7 of 14 overall, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 20 points. Then why was he a plus-minus of 0? It's because well, he was giving up everything on the defensive end. I The point of attack defense for him down the stretch was as bad as I've seen it. He was so jumpy. So jumpy. Every time it was Rozier or Gordon Hayward or Brandon Miller or anybody pump faking, he was jumping out of position. It was forcing Miami's backline defenders to scramble. I So many times I counted in that fourth quarter him just jumping for no reason on a pump fake. And <laughs> I I don't know what it was. He was. If it wasn't like this loud jumping out of position thing, he was leaning one the, the wrong way off of screens. I just thought a big reason why the Hornets were able to come back in this game and erase Miami's 14-point lead was partly because of Caleb Martin and then also Josh Richardson. Their their defense at the point of attack was as bad as I've seen it for a Heat team in a long time. And so I I give a a tip of the cat to Caleb Martin for what he's able to do offensively, but I can't in good conscience give him any cookies tonight after what he did defensively. You know, I I don't know how much of that falls on them defensively and and kind of takes away from what Terry Rozier does offensively. Like he was just dialed in tonight. And he, he doesn't need much space. I know a lot of those shots were on Caleb or on Josh. Point. Yeah. He, he was just he was really big and, and he's he's also a crafty player. And when he gets hot, it's hard to kind of just stop him. Like he's Should a he really trade good for him? scored. Oh man, I don't <laughs> we'll do that later this week. We'll do that later this oh. week. That's a tease. Oh, That's wow. a tease. Uh, all right. So I if you really feel strongly about giving Caleb a cookie, I could do it, but two cookies is too many. All right, give him one. Give one to somebody else. Back you to Jimmy. Go back to Jimmy. Give, okay. Yeah, give it back to Jimmy. So, all right. So we got three Quiet, for Jimmy, three, three for night, Duncan, yeah. three for Kevin Love, one for Jaime, and one for Caleb. That sounds fair. good. That doesn't seem right. Two for Kevin. No, two, two, two for, for Kevin. Kevin. Okay, Love, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. West Math. Um, Hashtag West Math. Good, <laughs> zero, zero days without West screwing up a math problem. Numbers. I was at like like twenty something days. I wasn't going to say anything, but I was doing good. <laughs> Uh, what's with the Heat's continued cons- issues in the fourth quarter? I've got one stat that might underscore the biggest reason, and it might surprise you. That's coming up next here on Locked on Heat. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The weather's getting colder, but the NFL offers are staying hot over at FanDuel. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet that's $150. If your team wins, is your team winning tonight, Wes? It's 10-10 right now as the Miami Dolphins Ooh. have the ball on their own 10-yard line. But Terry Kill has made his triumphant return to the field. So hopefully good things are ahead. Yeah. Uncomfortable I mean, night in Miami sports right now. Yeah, I know a lot Don't of people are listening to a boring this. game. Just get it done. I don't want to blow up for the Dolphins and a blowout for the Heat. Yeah, yeah. Most people, people watching this are probably going to already know the outcome. And I hope it's a good one. <laughs> the app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options from spreads to player props, over-unders, and so much more. Go visit FanDuel.com, FanDuel.com slash on, and you can kick off the NFL season that way. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. 
This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. If you've watched this far, make sure you like and subscribe on YouTube. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app, make sure you are following us there as well. Follow us on Instagram, Lockdown Heat on Instagram, Twitter. You can email us, LockdownHeat at gmail.com. The Heat were outscored 37-27 to in the fourth quarter tonight, nearly costing them this win. Um... The fourth quarter issues just continue to crop up with this team. We discussed this several weeks ago in terms of where they rank uh, among the teams in the fourth quarter. And then it was like them and Phoenix were like at the bottom two in the league of teams being outscored in the fourth quarter. Since then, um, it's pretty much only gotten worse, although other teams have have joined them near the bottom of the league. Uh, (laughs) There we go, baby. Uh, We got a party now. Uh, the Heat after tonight are gonna, are being outscored by 2.8 points per game in the fourth quarter. They're outscored, like I said already, by 10 in this one. There are one, two, three, six teams currently being outscored by at least two points in the fourth quarter this season. Miami, the Washington Wizards, who get outscored every quarter all the time. New Orleans, who have their own issues in the fourth quarter in terms of their star player not being able to catch his breath. San Antonio, who stink. Phoenix, which is like Miami. It's just sort of weird that they're down here. And Detroit, who also stink. So it's a bunch of stinky teams. A confusing team in the New Orleans Pelicans. And then two weird ones with Phoenix and Miami being down here. So I teased going into the break. I think I know why. And a big reason is the injuries, right? You don't have your star players. And eventually, when it's crunch time, you can only ask your role players to do so much. But the other part of this, too, and this is the troubling one. Jimmy Butler is playing so many minutes lately. And Mm. I couldn't help but think at the end of this one, he looked tired. He looked tired at the end of this one. He looked tired at the end of that game uh, against Cleveland on Friday night where it was one of the worst games I've seen Jimmy Butler play this season um, after he kind of got back into game shape. Over the last uh, five games, Jimmy Butler, here's how many minutes he's played in each of these five games. 38, 37, 35, 36, and 36, it's too many minutes for Jimmy Butler. And so if he is fatigued, I don't blame him necessarily. And But I don't really know what else the Heat are supposed to do when these guys are hurt. When Tyler Hero That's and Bio are injured. Yeah. It's a, it's a byproduct of missing those two players. Like you've got arguably your best offensive player in Bam out for the game and also a crucial component piece. And then maybe your best offensive player in Tyler Hero. Right? If not your best in terms of most consistent and best all around offensive player, certainly a guy who can get you a bucket when you need to. Now, both of those things kind of fall on Jimmy, not alone. Everybody else has to step up as well, but for Jimmy, a lot of it falls on him and he's fallen short in that regard. I don't know if it's again, the lack of urgency in the regular season, something that Kevin Love alluded to and that we talked about in our earlier episode today, but Jimmy Butler is being asked to do too much and he's just not stepping up in that. And I don't know if it's just a byproduct of his age or mileage or the fact that no. the stakes aren't high enough, but 
it has not been a great overall season for Jimmy. They have a couple of like pet plays with Jimmy Butler at the end. They like to go with like the Kyle Lowry setting the pick and Jimmy Butler kind of running the pick and roll there. And sometimes he hits Lowry on that short roll. And Lowry kicks out to a shooter. Sometimes Butler just takes it himself, gets to the basket, either scores or kicks out to a shooter. And that's a good play, but that's it, right? Like, I don't know that you want to be playing out of the post as much because mm-hmm. isolation that late just it wears on a player, right? It, sure. it wears on a guy like Jimmy Butler. So you want to kind of run like regular offense. And Jimmy Butler has a hard time lately uh, in the fourth quarter just creating his own shot, right? And that is different than playoff Jimmy Butler. who could ju- It just felt like he could just get into that mid-range and get a tough shot over and over and over again over anybody. Drew Holiday, whoever it might be. And he just He's not tapped into whatever that is right now. And he never really is. And so I don't know that we could expect him to be. But this is where you miss Tyler Hero. Because Tyler Hero is that guy that could break guys down off the dribble, create something out of nothing in the half court. Like, that's the guy who does that. Or the Bam out of bio, pick and roll, step into that 15-foot free throw line jumper. Like, when you're not having all these options, I guess it would be strange for Jimmy Butler, who is not sort of uh, an, an, an ace scorer, to suddenly become one in December, right, when you need him to. I guess, I guess that would be the strangest part. So you just don't have that many options. The closest thing that he'd have to, like, a second option in these games lately has been Duncan Robinson. And as great as he's been, like, you just he's – is not a guy that you want creating in the half court over and over and over again, as many big shots as he hit in this one, you just, you're depleted of your best options. And I think that's the problem with Miami in these fourth quarters, but they also had these problems in the fourth quarters when these guys were healthy. But I think part of that too was when they were healthy, Jimmy Butler wasn't in game shape yet because he had missed the preseason. So we haven't really seen this team yet play down the stretch with a in shape, Jimmy Butler, and a healthy Bam Adebayo and a healthy Tyler Hero. We literally have not really seen that yet this season. And so maybe that's just it. But yep. if I'm Eric Spolster, I got to find some answers. Yeah, I mean, to, to that point, too, just that, uh, you know, you have Hyman now playing at such a high level. Duncan kind of being revitalized with his role. Like, everything is peaking, but they're peaking at different times. And the hope, I guess, from the front office and coaching staff is that everybody's going to hit their strides late in the season and as they approach the playoffs. Like, that's something that Spo has said so repeatedly over the course of his long and illustrious career is that you don't care about necessarily being on the same page in, in November or December so long as everybody can get there and build good habits throughout the regular season so that you're peaking at the right time. We saw it with the big three era groups as talented as those groups were. They always seem to kind of take it to that next level as the season progressed, and especially in the playoffs. And this team, a, a far cry from that in terms of overall talent or whatever you want to call it, but still, I think, able to kind of switch gears in the second half of the season or in the playoffs. I don't know. Um, they have the third worst field goal percentage in the in the fourth quarter of the league behind Portland and Phoenix. Again, what's going on with Phoenix? It's so weird. And, and but You talk about Miami's best offensive options, Jimmy or Duncan, and neither of them are known for easy offense either. No. You know, Duncan, I'm going to catch and shoot maybe. But even most of the time, it's like rescreen, flare out. Go back, you use the screen. Maybe he dumps it off to somebody. And you even saw one play where they were moving the ball well. It was like five or six touches before yeah. it got back to Duncan. And at that point, you're you know wasted, not wasted, used up 20, 22 seconds in the shot clock. Mm. And it's another possession. If it rims out or you don't hit that shot, you got to get back on defense. So it's all you this go through it, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, yeah. all the way through the shot clock. It's a great point. Yes. And it's one you've brought up a couple of times now. And I feel like it's probably bothering you, this heat offense. It's just, it's not easy. Everything is hard. Even when it works, it's difficult, right? Everything yeah. is hard. It's, a, it's an it's uphill a grind. climb. It's a grind. Yeah. And 
I know that the are like, well, we love it. We're grind. We're the grind culture. This is what we do. We grind and we grind and we're gritty and we're grindy and we're we're scary and we're mean and we're ugly and and we're grimy grimy. And it's like, okay, well, can you just can you just score? Can you just score? Like, yeah. and it doesn't have to be grindy. Maybe it could even be pretty one time. Like, maybe it could be fun to watch even one time. And maybe you could just win a game comfortably so that we could just have a nice, boring, uneventful post-game show where we don't have to talk about these fourth-quarter issues. And we could just be like, wow, the Heat are pretty good. And then that could be our recap. But no, we can't do that because they make us stress out down the stretch every single time. It's um, a win. It's Hooray. a win, though. It's a win. Here, we could do this. Got one air horn in there today thanks for making lockdown heat your first listen every day hit that subscribe button on youtube and follow us on your favorite podcast app we'll be talking about what the miami Heat's options are on the december 15th sort of unofficial opening of mm. trade season what mm. kind of players could be miami looking for what kind of contracts are they looking to send out or even bring in uh we'll talk about that and then of course we'll have post game shows after the home game against charlotte after the home game against the chicago bulls later in the week as well so hit that subscribe button on youtube follow us on your favorite podcast app also locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube locked on sports today is here for you 24 7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of locked on plus our national shows covering every league go to locked on sports today on youtube and subscribe to the first ever national sports streaming channel Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.